welcome to Wrestle Wolf. I am Damian Gibson, and this is WWE Weekly, uh, where we go through the week in WWE. It's pretty self-explanatory. Let's get into it. First off, we had Monday Night Raw. Um, talking points on Raw. Uh, the Seth Rollins, uh, Murphy, I was about to call him Buddy Murphy, sorry Vince, um, storyline continues to roll on. I mean, in the sense of like, you know, there's still a thing. Um, it seems to be very much just Seth and Murphy now. And Seth essentially set up a situation where he wanted Murphy to prove himself this week. I like this. I think Seth Rollins is doing some of the best work that he's ever done. Uh, on mic, in ring. Um, I, I really like all of this. And as anyone who listens to the channel knows, I'm, I'm not very polite with WWE at the moment. And Seth Rollins has said and done some things that have not, not annoyed me, but have been like, oh, okay, Seth, like, you know, you're one of the top guys in the company. You don't have to brown those so much. It, it feels like that. You know, like he's running with Will Ospreay a year, a year and a half ago. Exemplified that. Um, he seems to have calmed down with that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, this week, Buddy Murphy took Alistair Black's eye. <laughs> More eye action. Um, this is another one of those things where like, WWE is slowly turning into an algorithm where it feels like if people react, they'll give you more. So if you do an eye for an eye match and Twitter goes into meltdown, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether those comments are good or bad. They'll just continue to do it. <clears throat> um, is that a good or bad thing? It's probably a bad thing. Uh, but in this case, I don't mind it because it does... Even though the act itself is a little boring, it's like, okay, well, this has been done on numerous occasions. Um, it did, Murphy, Murphy and Seth Rollins sold this for me. Murphy looked like he was like, what the fuck? I don't want to do that. And Seth Rollins was slapping him around. Like, if you don't do this, you, you know, you, you haven't proven yourself to me, which is kind of strange seeing that Murphy has been, had done nothing but had his back for, you know, 6 to 12 months. But psycho leaders do this kind of thing, you know. He's got to look at Vince McMahon. Um, So it'll be interesting to see. I mean, Murphy does it and proves himself to Seth. And I'll be interested to see where this goes. There's been a bit of sort of Alistair Black... Seth Rollins stuff happening in the last week or two. That's a program I could get into. Um, you know, after Drew McIntyre, I think Alistair Black is probably next for a push and working with someone like Seth Rollins will help to do that because Seth is very, very good at what he does. And um, I really, really like this character. So here's a thumbs up to you, WWE. More Seth Rollins and Murphy, please. Um, next, uh, <clears throat> yeah, so good times couldn't last, uh, <laughs> uh, 
I think like three weeks ago or it was off the back of the Extreme Rules pay-per-view. I was like, guys, it's work. Don't worry. Oscar's not going to lose a belt. Never listen to me again. Uh, because last week even I was kind of joking that Oscar had lost her belt because I was just like, oh, well, look, there'll be a match and she'll get it back. Well, there was a match and she didn't. Sasha Bank, Sasha Banks won. The way that it was done was that Bailey had Kylie Sane, was beating the crap out of Kylie Sane backstage and essentially Oscar had to make a decision between saving her friend and winning the belt. And um, Oscar did the, the honourable thing, went to look after her mate and got counted out, so Sasha wins. Um, now, you would think, you would think eventually, I mean, this is actually pretty good booking because you put the belt on the bad guy, Oscar can chase after the bad guy, so that becomes compelling. And it also adds to the... You know, it adds to Bailey and Sasha's empire. You know, at the moment, they have all the belts. This is, I don't think there's any belts left outside of the NXT belt that they don't have. Um, and so things can only go down for Bailey and Sasha. So as much as it annoys me that Asuka has had the belt taken off her, as long as, like, I mean, as a fan, kayfabe, it annoys me. As a critic, in inverted commas, um... I'd be really disappointed if Oscar was to be taken out of the title picture. I know you can't have, I was going to say, you can't have the same two people around the title picture forever, but I mean, I was pretty happy when it was Macho and Hulk for like four years. Um, so, uh, but I also was like six years old. So um, I don't know. I don't know what to make of this. I, I feel like because of the positive vibes around Bailey and Sasha and the, and the, legitimately good work that they are doing as heels that it makes sense to take the belts off and give them to the two hottest uh, females in, in the company. Um, but I just hope that Oscar stays in in that picture. And, um, who knows? You know, all, all it takes is for a Sasha, a Sasha Bank, for a Charlotte to be better and come back and just leapfrog over the top of Oscar. But anyway, this was told well and I enjoyed Like, you know, I, I actually, I said that this was a negative, but it's not really. I kind of enjoyed it. I mean, I didn't like the result, but I liked the storytelling. So, you know, this is getting a tick as well. What is going on? <laughs> uh, next up. We, the worst kept secret in WWE, this story had been telegraphed from miles away. Randy Orton attacks Drew McIntyre after Drew McIntyre beats Dolph Ziggler again um, in some kind of extremes rules match. I don't know, I'm not even paying attention anymore. But essentially Randy Orton will fight Drew McIntyre at SummerSlam. That is going to happen. Put that in the book. Um, don't, because my predictions have been pretty bad recently with WWE, but it seems like that's where it's going, right? Um this is worrying. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Drew McIntyre, for me personally, has been one of the most enjoyable champions to watch in years. And I mean years. Uh, this reinvigorated Drew McIntyre. I can't imagine that five years ago I'd be saying this, but he's himself. This character is Drew McIntyre. Um, 
which is kind of funny because I mean, it's not he's not really Drew McIntyre, but you know what I mean. Um, and I look Bruce Pritchard's style of booking, and he says it all the time. Is you put the belt on the heel so the baby face can chase, and that worries me because I think Randy Orton will beat Drew McIntyre. And what tends to happen, like, you know, if you, if that turns into, yeah, well, okay, well, then Drew McIntyre chases for six, 12 months. Yeah, that could be a good program. But what tends to happen is that person gets pushed out of the way and we get Goldberg coming in and having him, you know, <laughs> or Edge will come back and have a title run. I mean, that wouldn't be the worst thing in the world, but I mean, Edge is banged up i think he is slated to be back around SummerSlam, so you know edge interfering um or you know showing up at the raw after SummerSlam. who knows who knows um but i think that's probably where we're going and then it's that thing well what happens to drew mcintyre just sort of trails off you know um and when ratings are down which they are with raw and smackdown vince relies on people he can trust um you know and that to him would be randy orton and and edge this wasn't done badly uh you know i i just i'm not a massive fan of randy orton he's never really done anything for me the rko is a cool move but i just you know he can cut a great promo but he is a guy it feels like a he's a guy that doesn't really want to be there. And I know he's a smart ass and I know that like he sort of messes with kayfabe and loves messing with marks and all that kind of thing. And good for him, you know? Great. Whatever gets you through the night. But I just personally outside of kayfabe, I'm not a massive fan of Randy. So I I don't know, whenever I see him at the top of the you know, and it never really quite gets over, I don't think. You meet people who are really into Randy Orton, but it just never seems to get, like, a huge pop from the audience when he... I, I don't... I, anyway. We'll see what happens with that. Next, NXT. Oh, man. I had people during the week say that NXT, this episode of NXT, was far superior to AEW's Dynamite, and I don't know what they were watching, because it wasn't. Uh, they also went on to bang on about all the things that they didn't like on the episode so i'm going to talk about something that i did like there was a match between johnny gargano and uh roddy strong that was a really good match and this is people bitch about that (laughs) you know and this isn't really sort of telling a story as such it might be the beginning of one but you know let's have some good wrestling on a wrestling show and that's what this was um, what else happened on NXT? We had uh, Keith Lee uh, call out Karrion Cross, and as I said to you guys last week, I just don't care about this anymore. I don't care about anyone involved in this storyline. Um, you know, the same people who were saying that this is a great episode also were like, um, you know, War Horses blah on AEW. Well. <laughs> I couldn't find anything more bland than Keith Lee and Karrion Cross at the moment. I'm sorry. Like, I just, you know. And something's missing with Keith Lee. I don't know what it is. And Karrion Cross is just, god damn it. I talk about a diet undertaker. Like, um, but, uh, 
Keith Lee calls out Karen Cross. Cameron Grimes comes out, and for 30 seconds, I'm like, oh, awesome. Cameron Grimes. Um, and he's just out there to get, <laughs> he gets murdered by Keith Lee. I just don't. I wonder if the people who run these shows realize, you know, I mean, they've gotten so many. I mean, Vince has gotten so many different people over, so you can't be like, he doesn't know wrestling. But Cameron Grimes is so engaging. So he literally makes me pep up and pay attention when I'm watching NXT, which I'm finding very difficult at the moment. I I really am. I'm not, this isn't even an AWWE thing. It's just, it's hard to watch. It's hard television to watch. Um, And so when Cameron Grimes comes onto the screen, I'm like, oh, sweet. And then he's used as chum for Keith Lee. Um, I just hope that Cameron Grimes gets something soon that isn't being a jobber because he is way better than that. Um, Dexter Loomis beat Finn Balor and Thatcher in a uh, three-way match to go to NXT and oh my God, are the Smarks losing their mind over this and I'm loving every second of it. Um, Everyone knows my, anyone who listens to this knows my thoughts about uh, Timothy Thatcher. I find him extremely boring. I th- it's, uh, you know, it's rest holds made to look like technical wrestling. Um, I just don't, I don't like him as a character. I don't get him as a character. I think he's boring as shit. Um, Dexter Loomis being Finn Balor is interesting, but Finn Balor doesn't need to go into that, that match. He should be at the top of the, you know, he should be challenging Keith Lee. Um, but Dexter Loomis, I, I don't understand how people aren't into this. I think I think you'd find that the majority of fans, like people who are just watching the show, do like it. Even if they're like, oh, this is a bit dumb. But wrestling has always had that. And like for people to try and apply logic to a character like Dexter Loomis you know, using logic to tear him down as a character, but then at the same time turn around and go, oh, but I loved watching, you know, a five-part documentary series on The Undertaker, who's my favourite wrestler. You just, the hypocrisy of it is just laughable, you know. I love Sting. I love love 90s wrestling. I love Sting. I love Undertaker. But Dexter Lumis, bullshit. You know, and then, like, I'll hear people criticize his in work his in ring work the guy the guy did a standing forward flip out of the ring over the top rope onto his feet this week you know like i just i don't understand what he has to do um you know the the other argument seems to be like oh well having a serial killer is i mean he's it's never it's never been said that he's a serial killer these are just things that conclusions that people have jumped to you know because his name's dexter there are people you know called dexter but okay he he does sort of play it like he's a bit insane and might want to murder people but are you so limited by your lack of imagination that he actually has to murder people before you'll accept it like I just don't. I don't understand any of these arguments. His in-ring work is good when when he gets the opportunity to do that. His character doesn't allow him to be flipping around all over the place. So, you know, relax, Smarks. 
Anyway, he's won. And um, I get the feeling he's going to get pushed. I think he's going to get pushed really hard. And I, for one, really enjoy it. And I'm sure all the other critics will catch up in four weeks when they see on Twitter that it, uh, you know normal wrestling fans like him as well. Uh, also, the Adam Cole and Pat McCaffrey McCaff- or Caffey or whatever his name is, uh, Angle is sucks and is ridiculous. And um, who cares? So, uh, <laughs> right, now that I've got all that off my chest, SmackDown, which was good, actually, this week. Raw and SmackDown were actually okay. Um, AJ, St- AJ Steels, who the hell was that? AJ Styles beat Grand Metalik uh, for the IC belt in a match that was good, but not a flip-a-thon that I thought it would be. And I'm up for a flip-a-thon, but this was... It was good. Uh, AJ Styles went after uh, Metalik in, in a really intense way. Um, I enjoyed this match. AJ retains. That's fine. That's all good. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that Lucha House Party get a bit of a push. It feels like they have been recently, and in this episode, again, they are. Um I really like them. I think they're really good wrestlers. So it'd be good to see them have like a, a tag team or a, a run at the titles anyway. We'll see. Um, uh, later on, we had Jeff Hardy come out and cut a promo. Baron Corbin interrupts and essentially starts doing the same shtick that Sheamus was, has been doing for the last two and a half months. And I just hope that that promo is buried. I mean, Sheamus came on later in the episode and, and said that he's done he still had to get a whole bunch of shots in at Jeff Hardy, <laughs> but he's done. Um, basically saying like, oh, you know, it was obvious that I was never going to beat you in a bar because that's your home advantage because you've spent so much time in there. Just, just stop. Just stop, WWE. But anyway, outside of the Jeff Hardy stuff, um, there was some interesting things going on, Corbin and... and um, Shorty G kind of teaming up and Corbin getting in Shorty G's ear about the Matt Riddle bounty that he's put on his head. I don't mind this. There's a few different little things happening. Shorty G getting involved in some storylines I, I really like. Or Chad Gable. Um, I think Chad Gable has the ability to be a top-line wrestler and has been booked so disgustingly poorly by WWE. So it's good to see him getting getting a, a go. It just that name needs to be changed. Um, Big E gets a singles win at the beginning of his singles push um, beats The Miz so that was good to see all the Big E stuff that you know you love to see that powerfulness and explosiveness um, let's hope it keeps going um, and then we finished Smackdown with Bailey beating Nikki Cross for the Smackdown Women's Championship um, pretty good match um, you know, Bailey getting the win, Nikki Cross getting so upset that uh, she uh, attacks um, Alexa, um, and then Alexa is really upset, is sitting in the middle of the ring, uh, and then the lights go down one by one, and they come back up, and the fiend is there, and the fiend looks at Alexa, and she's like, no, no, no. And then he attacks it with the manifold claw. We cut to black. And I loved it. Um, I would like to... 
I'd like to see the Fiend slash Bray Wyatt with a stable. Why not? Um, I could see that happening. Uh, maybe Braun Strowman coming back and being part of that stable, although the Fiend's basically saying that he wants to fight Braun Strowman for the belt at SummerSlam, so that's probably not going to happen. But Alexa Bliss maybe being like a partner to Bray Wyatt or, you know, female Fiend or something like that. Uh, the only other thing I can think of is that maybe Nikki Cross goes reverts back to her character and, uh, you know, sort of falls in with the Fiend. That could be cool as well. Uh, I really like the ending of this. Anything that Bray Wyatt is involved in or The Fiend is involved in, it's usually good booking. And I want to see more of this. Um, Not a bad week for WWE, to be honest. Um, Raw is still too long. But, um, you know, some interesting good stuff happening, especially on SmackDown. SmackDown was good. Uh, NXT, but anyway. Null and Brew. Um, a lot more people listening to the channel. Thank you so much for that. Uh, a lot of people on YouTube. It's kind of crazy how much that's kicking off. Um, if you like us, tell your friends, rate and review us, uh, follow us on the socials. We are WrestleWolf Pod on all the socials. You can email us at WrestleWolfPodcast at gmail.com. Um, and until next week, stay safe.